the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another thrill-packed edition of Unite, i.e. radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen, and the need for people to fulfill the obligations of that most important political office are greater than ever since the enemy is now in control of the uh, of the federal government. I'm joined by my co-host, Don. My name is Greg Britton. If you don't know that. Um, I'm joined by my co-host, Don Dix, and we're both again in our secret underground bunkers. And we are pleased to be joined uh, this week by congressional candidate in the 35th district, Mike Cargile, who... Um, I don't know whether he needs a needs a, perhaps a mental health examination, but he's actually going to run. A, he ran last time, and he's actually going to run again. Uh, a friend of ours who was also a candidate, um, uh, Paul Chabot, once told us when he had him on the show, "No real American in his right mind would run for Congress." So we will explore with we will explore with uh, Mike Cargile whether he is a real American or whether he is in his right mind. Welcome, gentlemen, to the show. Thank you, thank you so much, Greg, for having me. Thank you for running as well. I know that it's a heck of a gauntlet, but as we were talking before the show started, you made a very uh, interesting observation that because of COVID. You never really had a chance to campaign for Congress in the 35th district. So you were you were kind of denied that experience of getting out on the campaign trail and meeting people uh, during the period where it really counted. Obviously, the primary, uh, which happened just before COVID really took root, um, you know, was one aspect of it. But then the general election is where all the fun is. And uh, you didn't get a chance to do that. But thank you sincerely for uh, taking that great big leap and that step <clears throat> to uh, fulfill that that role. Appreciate it. Oh, it's an honor. It absolutely is. And, you know, I had so many events planned that were canceled at uh, the, the gun ranges. And then I had uh, a lot of stuff with all the churches and boom, boom, they were all taken down by COVID. And uh, so I was sort of relegated to my computer and social media. And that's, you know, you can only handle so much of that. And then that kind of gets old. But and I think we did really good. I think we actually won this race. Yes. Count me as a conspiracy theorist, uh, which is why I'm a plaintiff in the lawsuit being uh, being run by the Election Integrity Project, California. And I think we got a really good shot with it as well. We'll certainly be covering covering that covering that lawsuit. What I thought was notable about your campaign is some of these incumbent Democrats that think they're well ahead just totally ignore their opponent. But uh, your opponent, Norma Torres, certainly not the sharpest tool in the toolbox, um, spent money attacking you. Yes, she, uh, she blew through her whole campaign war chest against me. And that should tell you a lot. I mean, that should tell you everything you need to know about politics in California. Uh, we learned afterwards what, what really transpired is that Norma Torres was on the outs with the California Democratic Party. And because of that, she didn't know whether or not she was a part of this rigged election. And afterwards, we realized that what what's, what's going to happen potentially in the 2022 election is Connie Leva is going to run for the same seat. And they used me to drain her campaign war chest, but she didn't know what was going to happen in November. So she had to campaign as an actual candidate and she blew through probably $600,000 in direct or direct mail pieces against me. Wow. And how much did you spend? About 39,000. 
So you got a 20 for one return on your money. Yeah, and I, I I do believe if you look at the numbers, if you take out the the massive mail-in ballot dump and the uh, the provisional ballots, which you can just sign up on the day and vote, which is ridiculous, um, I won this race. I really do believe that the the people of the thirty fifth. I mean, you think about it. One end of my district has a NASCAR track. One end, the other end, has a drag racing strip, the Fairplex at Pomona. The people who live here are blue-collar, hard-working family people, and they have strong religious and moral values, and they didn't vote for Norma Torres. I, I just refuse to believe that. Yeah, the only, the only problem was that you know, that drag racing track, it's the, it's, the, it's the cast of Monty Python dressed up in women's clothing that are doing the racing. <laughs> That's high-speed racing, too. Yes. <laughs> So tell us. So tell us. You, you, you mentioned the lawsuit, which is being brought by Election Integrity Project, who, given the total absence of the California Republican Party on the issue of election integrity, uh, has tried to fill in uh, fill in the gap as best they can. What's the lawsuit about? Who are you suing, and what do you hope to accomplish? Well, we're suing everybody. We're suing the state of California, the Attorney General, and many of the counties. And our lawsuit is different than all of the other lawsuits you've seen that have taken place so far in the country. We're suing in the hopes of changing state statutes. And this is very different. Most of the lawsuits were looking at evidence and they wanted the judge to overturn a specific election or rule on the validity of the evidence. We're not taking that tact. We are saying that fraud occurred but And because that's our assertion, we need access to the machines and to the ballots to do a forensic audit. But we're not asking the judge to rule on that evidence. What we're asking the judge is, if we find that there was fraud, we want you to overturn the state statutes that allowed that fraud. And this is something that I think the judges are going to be open to doing, because it's not asking them to get into the weeds in elections. So we're... Our our lawsuit is taking the tact from Article 1, Section 4 of the Constitution, Article 4, and then the 14th Amendment. And based on those arguments, we're saying that fraud occurred, and if it did occur, these laws were the cause of it, and we're asking you to overturn these laws. And this is exceptionally important right now because of the massive uh, effort by the volunteers for this recall election. We have over 2 million signatures gathered, and it looks like, you know, we're going to have a special recall election. Unfortunately, if nothing changes, then this election will be conducted using the same machines and the same mail-in ballots that put Gavin Newsom in office. And those that same apparatus will keep him in office. And we're the only suit that has a chance of getting in front of the recall election and making changes to safeguard this election. And what we found, though, there are other groups out there. Carl DeMaio's got one, and they're fundraising, and it looks like they're trying to kneecap the effort we've got, because he hasn't even filed a lawsuit yet. But he's fundraising, and no one knows where the money's going. But this lawsuit has the potential of safeguarding this special recall election. In addition, if if the judge rules, as we hope that, that he does, we might be the only way to get in front of HR1 as well, mm. because many of the aspects of HR1 are derived directly from California uh, election laws. And if, if they find that these laws are unconstitutional, then they're also going to find key components of HR1 to be unconstitutional. So in, in all reality, we are the most important lawsuit taking place in the United States right now. And because it's California, California's driving the entire political landscape right now. Where's the vice president from? She's from California. She's the tie-breaking vote in the Senate. Where's the, the speaker of the House from? California. Where's the minority leader from? California. Where's HR1 derived from? California. Where's HR5 coming from? California. California is driving the country right now. But from a strategic standpoint, 
Now we know where the enemy is consolidated. Where's the head of the snake? It's in California. So I tell people, if you can help me fix California, we change the rest of the country. And that makes us the most important lawsuit in the nation right now. In federal court, right? Yes, we filed a central district federal court. So we're, uh, we're bypassing the state here. And there are a total of 13 congressional candidates on here, which give us standing in the federal court. And, uh, and we're hoping that we'll be seen. And, and, you know, depending on how these other pieces of legislation advance, we may get in front of the Supreme Court faster than anybody else as well. Have you what's, what's the status of your case? Well, we have now filed an amended complaint last week. So we filed an initial complaint and then obviously the state and the other counties responded. And then we responded to their response in this amended complaint. So now we're looking for a hearing on that. And hopefully the judge will allow us to move forward with discovery. And and we already have a number of counties that have said that they're open to us coming in and auditing the machines and the ballots. But they sort of need this cover of a judge saying it's okay because they're also uh, liable to to you know, to some voting machine companies with proprietary software. And if they don't allow us in under a judge's order, then they expose themselves as well. So we're hoping that this will move forward quickly and we'll have access. And I told our attorney, look, we should be telling these counties, we're here for you. If if you've conducted a fair and transparent election, we want to prove that. We want to prove that the apparatus in place was fair to the voter. And if not, well, then let's fix it. Because at the end of the day, we want the California voter to be confident that their vote counted. And that that's election integrity. With and this particular lawsuit and get a copy of it and support that on the Election Integrity Project website. Or we have a website for the, the plaintiffs and it's the acronym is FATE. F-A-T-E, because that's truly the fate of our nation lies in this. And that stands for Fair and Transparent Elections. Fairandtransparentelections.com. Is this the same lawsuit that's been filed in other counties by Election Integrity Project as well? Yes, I, I believe this is the same lawsuit you're referring to. It's got Aja Smith. As a plaintiff, Eric Early, James Bradley, there are a number of congressional candidates. And you can see all of them there at fairandtransparentelections.com. Now, some of these uh, lawsuits have actually resulted in, in the counties saying, I want out of the lawsuit. What do I need to do to get out of the lawsuit? And I guess they've been told you need to preserve all of your records. I'm sure it's a rather comprehensive list and probably some other conditions. But I think for uh, counties have agreed to the terms of the lawsuit, if you will, and are jumping out. Well, that's that's sort of the the uh, impetus that our attorney provided. That if you if you will simply allow us to audit, then we'll drop you uh, from the suit, um, which gives them you know all the more motivation to just let us have access. Gotcha. Let's- Let's take a pause here and hear from our sponsor for this half of Unite, i.e. Radio, Ed Hoffman of Summit Funding, the place to go for your real estate lending needs, both residential and commercial. Back after this. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, right here on AM590, The Answer. By now, I'm sure you've all been hearing about the fact that mortgage rates have dropped a whole percentage point in the last 12 months. So what does that mean to you? Well, if you own a home, it means we can possibly, one, reduce your payment, two, pull out cash and pay off other bills, and then further reduce your payment, or three, we can possibly reduce the term of your loan and get your home paid off years earlier than you planned. If you're over 62 considering a reverse mortgage, the lower the interest rates are, the more money you get on a reverse mortgage. And if you haven't even inquired about a reverse, you owe it to yourself to investigate this tremendous financing option. So if you're thinking about any of these, the time to act is now. For more information, call me at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One last time, 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Summit Funding logo. Ed Hoffman, NMLS ID number 9921. California DRE ID number 1012658. Arizona NMLO license number 0926439. Branch NMLS ID number 1841782. Summit Funding Incorporated NMLS ID number 3199. Arizona license number 0925837. Equal housing opportunity. AM 590. 
AM 590. The Answer. The Answer. Welcome back to the Unite Inland Empire radio show, the show for the most important political office, that of private citizen. And occasionally those private citizens, well, they get a little uppity. They want to outgrow that most important political office and shoot for that congressional office where you lose all your political power. Not really. We've got Mike Cargyle, who's a candidate for the 35th Congressional District with us right now. Just heard about the lawsuit that he is a plaintiff on. They're going after the county of Los Angeles to, uh, you know, get the county to cough up some documents and some records and uh, try to uh, show exactly what unfolded during the election in uh, L.A. County. Similar lawsuits around the rest of California, one unfolding here in Riverside County. Um, I'm not sure. Does anybody have one going in San Bernardino County as well, or is uh, San Bernardino County left out of this? No, San Bernardino is a part of this suit, and and they are working with us. They are, they are doing the right thing. San Bernardino is. So they, yes. they're they one of the counties that said, look, we'll do whatever we need to do to get out from underneath the lawsuit. Tell us what we need to do. And they're doing it. Is that right? They are complying with everything we've requested of them at this time. Beautiful. All right. Well, we've got, speaking of elections and election integrity, we have another election coming up this year. Looks more than probable that the number of signatures that were gathered by the recall effort are going to qualify for uh, that for a uh, special election, a recall election. 2.1 million signatures gathered. Uh, I think a little bit just over that, given the uh, verification rate that the recall folks were doing at 85%, that seems like the 1.5 million signatures roughly that was the hurdle is going to be eclipsed. So what we have theoretically unfolding now is a couple of... uh, uh, well, the, the the process for the registrar of voters to verify those signatures begins now. Then there's a 10-day period that the Secretary of State gets to fiddle with the process. And then after that, there's a 30-day period that the, uh, I guess you could say Governor Newsom and his campaign gets to try to uh, foil the recall effort by calling or emailing or sitting in front of a Walmart or wherever they might to say, hey, that signature that you signed for the recall effort, you're sure you want to go through with that? So they get a chance to question that. And uh, given that 30-day period, whether they can successfully peel off more signatures and more uh, folks that want to recall, we'll end up with a pro- with a, uh, a, a ballot in your mailbox. And you got three people on this radio show right now. And I think it might be fair to say we've got three different ideas about how this is all going to pan out. Uh, Greg, you have uh, you have you're you're suspicious about the whole the success of the whole recall effort. Why? Because I know the nature of the enemy and they've just learned in the last election that uh, unlimited vote fraud, blatant, open is allowed. Republicans will not lift a finger to stop them, and nor will the courts. Um, they've done this in the past. There was a initiative to put the co-ed bathroom bill on the on the ballot. They had thought they thought they had enough signatures. Lo and behold, they disqualified just enough of them, and they spent years in court trying to fight that result. Uh, John Cox had a state constitutional amendment back in, I think, 18. He thought he had enough signatures. Turned out they disqualified enough to do that one. Um, Their effort between just having their Democrat clerks say, that doesn't match, that doesn't match, that doesn't match. And submitting submitting names of people that want to take their name off the recall. And what do you want to bet that the validation rate of people that want to take their name off the ballot is going to be more like the 0.6% of the last election on mail-in ballots rather than, at least as of February 17th, the 16% rejection rate that was currently running on recall signatures. So there may be a 2.1 million, maybe beyond their ability to cheat, but 
knowing the Democrat Party, I would not be confident of that. Well, Greg, so you're thinking if you're a betting man, you're thinking that the election, that the recall effort is at some point in time going to get foiled by the uh, political left and all of the people that they have placed in uh, throughout the bureaucracies. Somewhere along the line, it gets foiled and won't happen. So that's your bet. If I commanded the enemy forces, and which by definition means I have no moral or legal scruples, I would. That's, this is the move that I would make, not only to avoid the recall, but to totally demoralize my enemy, freedom-loving Americans, to show that there's nothing you can do. This system is so rigged, so corrupt in our favor, just give up and go home. Gotcha. Okay, and how much money are you now? I think uh, if I'm keeping track correctly, you still owe me dinner from a prior bet, right? I think I think that's that's two lunches at Del Taco, but yes. Okay, so I could I could trade my two lunches at Del Taco for a dinner at Black Angus. Sure. All right. So I'll bet. I'll be happy to lose this one, by the way. Sure. I no, no. I I get it, and I completely understand your. So I will uh, I will put that. that dinner at Black Angus up against your uh, thought that this won't happen, uh, I'm willing to wager that dinner. Are you willing to accept that wager? Done. Because I think it's going to happen. I think the 2.1 million signatures that they've that they've raised, I think that the uh, volunteer organization that they had that was gathering signatures, not just uh, at any Walmart, but uh, strategically, uh, in communities and at uh, places that I think uh, would help ensure the validity of those signatures and the um, and the and the commitment to that signature and that recall, along with their uh, something that I think was a little different in this recall, which was the verif- verification process. They only needed one point five. They overshot by a huge amount to two point one. I think it's going to go through. Mike Cargyle, our special guest uh, on the United Eye Radio Show. What say you? You think this is going to happen? I do. I, for the very reasons you just said, I, I think that there is a massive, massive groundswell, uh, both sides of the aisle, who want to take him out, and I think he's cognizant of that. I think he doesn't want to incur the wrath of two million angry Californians who didn't get a shot at him. And so I think he's going to, you know, he's going to push this out, push it out, because a special recall election will favor him losing his his position. So I think he's going to drag this out and he's going to be magnanimous about it. Are you sure you don't want to change your vote? And he's going to come with all sorts of hurdles. And if he can somehow lasso a special recall election into the 2022 primaries, then he's got a better than average shot of keeping his governorship. So I think I think this is going to happen and I think he's already sort of telegraphed this move with his uh, his recent public announcements where he like Greg understands the California GOP has been missing in action when it comes to anything regarding election integrity. So when he fingered them as the culprits behind the recall effort, he specifically did that so that the people responsible for this, which which the the recall folks themselves, uh, are are sort of unempowered by by now. The media is going to focus on the GOP, the people who really had no interest in pushing the recall effort. So they're going to allow them to sort of be the figureheads and the mouthpiece of the movement, and they're going to work with the governor and they're going to push it out, push it out, and then lo and behold, I think he will keep his seat unless something happens. And with that, we're almost out of time. I'll just say this. This has been an amazing effort of private citizens going out there, and eventually some money came in, but this got going, and most of it was done by private citizens out there in front of the Walmart or some more locations, gathering signatures, spending hours of their time on a volunteer basis, and it's truly amazing and gratifying to see. So whatever happens, they are to be complimented for fulfilling the obligations of their most important political office. And with that, stay tuned for the exciting second half of Unite, i.e. radio. 
Hi, everyone. This is Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, right here on AM590, The Answer. For those of you that are 62 or older and haven't taken the time to inquire into a reverse mortgage, here are some great reasons to consider one. One, you don't have to make monthly mortgage payments unless you want to. Two, a reverse mortgage can supplement your retirement income and allow your retirement savings to last longer, which will save you money on taxes or possibly allow you to delay taking Social Security benefits, which will increase your benefit when you do. Three, when you finally pass on, your kids inherit the home and the equity in it, along with the money that is accumulated in your bank account from not having to make monthly mortgage payments. Four, no prepayment penalty if you decide to sell the home or refinance out of it. And the biggest reason, it's your equity. Use it when you want it. Interest rates are low, which means more money available, so if you've inquired before and it didn't work, it may work today. Calling to find out more details is free, so call me at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020, or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Summit Funding logo. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590, the answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. My name is Greg Britton with the Redlands Tea Party Patriots. I'm joined by my co-host Don Dix, again from our underground bunkers. And we're pleased to have congressional candidate Mike Cargyle on the, as our guest this week. And Mike is also a point, not only a, a candidate for the 35th Congressional District, but he's also a plaintiff in an election integrity uh, project lawsuit that aims to, lo and behold, bring election integrity to California. And there's no issue more important that unless uh, the republic will not survive, unless there are honest elections that are perceived to be honest elections, without that, the hope that things are going to fall apart. Either the country is going to separate, there'll be civil war, or there's going to be a there'll be a full-on dictatorship. But the republic depends upon honest elections that are perceived to be honest elections. So thank you, Mike, for stepping up and doing that. It's an honor. It's an honor and a pleasure. And yeah, I was in the military and I took an oath to protect and defend the Constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic. And I don't think there's been a more important battle for the survival of our nation than what I'm involved with right now. And you said it, the, the election integrity is the foundation. We don't we don't have a government if we don't have elected leaders. And right now we're looking at a process that has selected leaders and not elected leaders. And we have to fix this and we have to fix it quickly. The enemies of freedom and our country um, are moving on every front. Not only do they use rigged elections, uh, but they, there are so many fronts on, on cultural, on education. Um, California just came out with a new ethnic studies curriculum that has children praying to Aztec gods for the power to be social justice warriors. In right. Congress, they're pursuing, they're pushing amnesty again. And lo and behold, get, you know, no surprise there. Republicans are join. Many Republicans are joining in in the effort to give mass amnesty to illegal aliens. And of course, the Biden administration has opened the borders. Basically, any every everybody now. We had Chris Harris on last week. Everybody who steps across the border now gets let into the country. And if they get if they if they get their amnesty, they won't need vote fraud. They're going to have twenty to forty million new Democrat voters. And all of them are COVID positive, right? Because they're not well, checking them. Not all of them. <laughs> well, as we're someone under. Noted, as, as, someone, as someone noted, our borders are opened and our schools and uh, churches are closed. Right. Up is down, down is up, right is wrong, wrong is right. Correct. For the Christians out there, this is Romans 1. 
So this is, uh, we are under full-on assault by, I believe it's orchestrated by China. And I think this is the, the greatest push for communism that's ever taken place in the United States. And they do this by fear, and they do this by dependency. They view COVID to create fear, then they create division using the ethnic studies, and they use our skin color. They use a whole bunch of things to divide us, because when we're divided, then we're not strong. When we're united, we're strong. And we're united under our flag, under our constitution, under our morals, under our principles. And they're trying to destroy all of that. And then they're going to make us dependent on these little paychecks that they offer us. Here, here, here's a little bit. Here's the scraps of the table that you as an American are, are legally able to sit at. And here's the feast that we're taking away from you. And here's the scraps from the table of communism. It is wrong, and we have to stand up right now. I just read an article this week that was basically describing all this stuff, and it was it was a much more comprehensive picture. This is really a psychological warfare operation waged by the ruling class and the deep state to just not to keep people off balance, to knock away the these kind of cultural, religious, moral underpinnings of their lives and of our and of our country. So people don't know they don't they're getting hit figuratively left and right, and they don't know what to do. Right, right. But here's the here's the wonderful thing in all this, and uh, Don knows this. Hispanic values are Republican values, and we have now the greatest opportunity to reach across and grab all sorts of people that were sort of sitting on that, and they were told, "No, you're a Democrat. You're a Democrat." No, the Republican Party now is the party. And the conservatives are the party of the working class, blue collar worker. You know, we are not the technocrats and the and the, the elite. We are just everyday people trying to have jobs and feed our families and have our kids in school. And so I think that if if we're smart as conservatives, we will reach across and spread a wide, wide net and grab in all these disparate groups and bring them under because literally we are the United States, and it's not these these elites, these billionaire clubs that inhabit the Democratic Party now. Well, you know, true. there I was a convinced the Republicans to understand that to have any political future, they need to be the party of the working men and women of America and try to get you talk about Hispanic values is to get people. We don't play to people. We don't. We're not Hispanics. We're not blacks. We're not whites. We're not European. Whatever it is, we're Americans. And the, to, to build a, a loyalty to the country and to get people to think in terms of their interests, not as their ethnic or racial group, but as a worker. And we all understand that the law of supply and demand applies to the labor market like it applies to every other market. And when you open the borders to uh, unlimited immigration, that inevitably drives down the wages of American workers and takes some of their jobs by the cheaper, less expensive foreign worker. Absolutely. Who gets hurt the most when you have the, the, the southern border flooded? You have black workers and brown workers are going to lose their jobs or they're going to lose pay because these other people are going to come in and they're going to work for nothing. Just They're just happy to be here. And so you're going to destroy the lower and middle classes with this. And they know this. They know this. Yeah, and Barack Obama the, won the 2008 ahead, election because he was an organizer first. He was not a politician. He wasn't a business owner. He was a community organizer. And apparently we've learned very little since Barack Obama was elected in 2008. And unless we learn how to organize at the neighborhood level, we are going to continue to lose election after election. Number one, voters feel, especially conservative voters, feel marginalized. They're not turning out in the numbers that they need to turn out in. They're not organizing in their neighborhoods to make sure that this vote by mail that we're saddled with right now, assuming that the lawsuit doesn't prevail, is, you know, uh, the, the, the future for our electoral process. Dan Schultz 
who lives in Arizona, has been a precinct committee man since 2012, wrote a book in 2017. And three weeks ago, he was on Steve Bannon's war room talking about how important it is for grassroots Republicans to get involved with their county Republican Party. And now in Arizona, they have a position called elected position called precinct committee men or woman. Um, they don't have that in California, but there are precincts in California. People can decide that they want to be involved in a process to help uh, become a neighborhood influencer in their neighborhood, get people involved in uh, in the process, get people educated. I think until we can get the grassroots engaged at that level, we won't win elections by and large, and we will continue to lose, uh, you know, uh, territory, if you will, political territory, until we learn how to master the art of political organizing. That is the single most important thing, uh, I think, that we have a lesson that we've never learned. And that's what the left continues to do. They organize around issues. They move issues through the process, uh, the political process that takes people. We've 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 seen recently what organizing people can do uh, at the county level. And we just need to we just need to do that at the neighborhood level and start taking back these political subdivisions one at a time. I know you're trying to do that in the, in the, as the new chair of the Riverside County Republican Party, but I think you may be. Uh, if anyone, if there's anyone else trying to do that in the Republican Party, I'm not aware of it. Yeah, I, I don't, believe though, I don't believe that, they are. Uh, Riverside, San Bernardino are going to be the models for the rest of California here very soon with with you and and the new chair in San Bernardino. I'm going to help him out a lot. But you're exactly right. We have to mobilize just like an army. An army is made up of small units. They are platoons and squads. And then you have companies and battalions. And that's the same thing. We have to approach this with that sort of mindset. We are in a war. So we have to engage in a military sort of mindset and and having the the different hierarchies and different levels of responsibility, I think, is the key, Don. I think you're exactly right. But we also have to be clear on who we are. We have to, you know, we've got to get off of the politics of uh, identity politics. You know, it's not about your skin color. It's not about how much money you make. We have to be united on our values. Who are we? I went out publicly and I never even told people I was a Republican. I would say I'm pro-God, I'm pro-family, I'm pro-life, I'm pro-jobs, and I'm pro-police. That's who I am. Doesn't matter what party I'm part of. Do you support those values or are you against those values? And I found 99% of the time, well, yeah, I, I support that. Well, welcome to my world. This is, I'm the candidate you need to support. You mentioned that you mentioned that before in a, in a recent meeting is that spiel does not mention the words Republican or conservative. Correct. Right. Because I, I hit the value at the at the basic level. What do you need? Well, you need a job. You have a family. You want to protect your family. You want to teach your family your values. You know, and you want when you dial 911, you want the police to be there. And you got these people saying, well, let's take all the guns away from the law abiding citizens. Only the police should have guns. And then they say, on the other hand, well, let's defund the police. What they want is criminals everywhere. And those are the be the only people who have weapons. And they're doing this to create fear and lawlessness. And then you have again, this is the origins of communism. Because you have a very small group of people with all the power controlling a very large group of people. And that's what's taking place right here in front of us. And with that, let's take here from our sponsor for this half of Unite IE Radio, All-Star Collision, the place to take your car when you have an accident because they are truly the kings of wreck and roll. Back after this. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. 
Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. Car Star, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590, the answer. Welcome back to the Unite Inland Empire radio show. The show for the most important political office that a private citizen. We're visiting with Mike Cargyle, a candidate for Congress in the 35th Congressional District. Greg Britton, co-host of the Unite IE radio show, cabinet member of the Redlands Tea Party Patriots, and myself. I'm still trying to figure out how I fit into the ecosystem of politics. But one thing's for sure. Uh, the left is committed to their uh, their agenda. Uh, we see that in the curriculum of schools. We see that in the agenda that has unfolded in record time in Washington, D.C. Uh, we even see that in the defiance of Governor Newsom uh, against the recall. And I think one of the areas that I, th- that I think is an opportunity uh, for us coming up is the uh, opportunity to put a school choice ballot measure on the ballot for the 2022 election. The school choice issue is additionally animated by the uh, uh, what's happened in this pandemic. Parents, for the first time, getting a chance to see the curriculum that their kids were being taught, both in terms of what they weren't being taught and in terms of the social justice aspect of it that they were being taught. The distance learning that didn't work. And despite the fact that you had union representatives national at the national level, leaders saying kids are resilient, they'll bounce back as we begin to assess both the health and mental damage that the youth in this country has experienced. And I don't I think it's going to be years before we totally understand that. I think, guys, with all of that, there's a window of opportunity here over the next two years leading into the 2022 election uh, that we have to take advantage of. And I know you probably feel that way about your campaign, Mike. Um, I know from a grassroots organizing effort, you feel that, Greg. Uh, how do you size this up, Mike, in terms of what you're going to be doing in your campaign? Well, I'm a, I'm a huge proponent of school choice. I think that ultimately the parent knows best. So when you say you don't have a choice for your kid because you live in a certain neighborhood and you're going to be relegated to this school, which is underperforming, you're condemning that child. And I think that any parent, they love their children. They want to have a choice. I want to either take my child out of that school. I want my tax dollars to follow it. You know, this child, wherever they go, whether it's a private school, a charter school, home school, it doesn't matter, but they need a choice. And that's basically what freedom is, isn't it? Freedom is the ability to have a choice. And I want to empower the parents with that choice. Don, what has happened over this past year is beyond horrific. Teen suicides are out the roof because the children, A, they're not in a classroom, they're not learning, and they feel like the world around them is collapsed. They go, what's the point? The businesses are shut down when I graduate. How am I going to get a job? Where am I going to job? What's the point of it? I'm living this nightmare. I have a daughter who's a senior in high school right now, and she and her friends are constantly fighting depression and despair because of what's going on right now. And we don't have teachers who have taken the reins and said, look, you know, we're going to teach these kids regardless. We're going to get their heads right. We're going to make them feel like life is worth living. And it's just horrific. You know, a parent hears their, their, your child committed suicide. What are they going to say? What's the school going to say to them when they had an opportunity and they didn't safeguard this young life? Well, I'm, I'm sorry, but hey, well, at least your kid didn't have COVID. It's just despicable. It makes me so angry the way that we've treated these kids. We've robbed them of, of literally a year and a half of their lives. And and I want to fix this. I want to I want to hold those responsible who've made these these ill-advised, these terrible decisions. And I want the teachers to do their jobs. I want them back in the classrooms and and I want the kids learning right now. Well, that assumes that they were learning. When they were in the classroom, as well as 
what they were learning. Yeah, the, 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 the need for school choice, and it all ties into what we've been talking about through the whole entire show, the overall assault by the Democrat Party and the left, but then I repeat myself, on our sure. country, its values and its principles. That And that's nowhere more on display than in the government-run schools and in the so-called universities where they're indoctrinating the children to hate their country as well as as well as just dumbing them down. You look at and I know that people professors that they've seen that just over the course of their career and they can see that the quality of what they're getting is right. being dumbed down. Typical millennial today, 47% support socialism, 36% support communism. 43% think the Communist Manifesto better guarantees freedom and equality than the U.S. Declaration of Independence, or they're not sure. They have an eighth grade, average eighth grade reading level. Doesn't know the purpose of the Constitution. Uh, like 64% of, of American adults thinks the phrase um, from each according to his ability to each according to his need is somewhere in the Constitution. And so on. Sure. What they're not being told is that socialism and communism are just another form of slavery. That's what they're not being told. That when you when you relieve someone of all of their rights, when you free them from all of their freedoms, they're a slave. And they're not being told that. They're being told, we're going to provide for your basic needs. We're going to make sure you have some food, a little bit of health care, a little bit. And I say any master would provide for the basic needs of their slave. That's not unheard of. But then you become a slave. Right. And, of course, that is that the record of socialism is, is not being taught. And... It, if and when an honest history of this time is written, I think historians will puzzle about how the leaders, the ruling class, the people who have done so well by this system have turned against it and are trying to overthrow it. Well, there's an old, I, I don't know if you remember who George Wallace was. He was the governor of Alabama. George Wallace said something, and I'll never, ever forget it. He said, in life, there's only two things that matter, money and power. And I don't have any need for money. And I think that's exactly what's happened here. We have our technocrats and these people who have made so much money on the backs of the uh, the, the buying, you know, the, 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 the free enterprise and 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 this wonderful, wonderful market we enjoy, this capitalistic free market. And now they want the power. They figured, I'm successful. I've made all the right decisions. So I should make the decisions for you now because I'm right and you're not. Therefore, if you were as right as I am, you would be successful as well. So now I feel privileged in a way to take control of your life. Oh, yeah. I've, you you hit the nail there is these, these these people, despite all evidence to the contrary, are absolutely convinced of their moral and intellectual superiority over the rest of us. Correct. Correct. And it's only going to get worse the more success they achieve. And we have to start hitting back hard. And that starts right now with the foundation. If you don't have fair elections, you can't change the people that make the laws that will restrain these people from their out of control behavior, their censorship. You know, the president was right all along. Section 230 is the key to, to reigning in Facebook and Twitter and YouTube and all the rest of them. Yeah, it's interesting. Only after the 20 election did some Republican states start to, oh, maybe we should do something about big dem tech and their mass censorship of conservatives and working as agents of uh, the Democrat Party. Right. Uh, Hindsight's 2020, isn't it? I posted I, I posted a, a picture this this past week and uh, says was a woman when she's wearing a shirt and her shirt says that if you can't trust people with freedom how can you trust people with power that's exactly right isn't it boy exactly you know, right. I, I john think, adams I think, and uh, and others who have 
basically said the same thing, but that was said it so succinctly and so well is that that's human nature is you can't trust people with power. That's why we have a limited government. That's why we have a constitution that limits government because of human nature. Right, right. So if anyone wants to follow our website uh, for the con- the uh, the, const- the congressional run, sorry, it's CargileForCongress.com. And the, the lawsuit with the Election Integrity Project can be seen at FairAndTransparentElections.com. Well, Mike, that's all the time we have this week. Thank you much for being on our show and being a candidate and being, uh, being in the plaintiff in that very important lawsuit. And tune in next week for another exciting edition of Unite, i.e. Radio. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. Hi, everyone. This is Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, right here on AM590, The Answer. For those of you that are 62 or older and haven't taken the time to inquire into a reverse mortgage, here are some great reasons to consider one. One, you don't have to make monthly mortgage payments unless you want to. Two, a reverse mortgage can supplement your retirement income and allow your retirement savings to last longer, which will save you money on taxes or possibly allow you to delay taking Social Security benefits, which will increase your benefit when you do. Three, when you finally pass on, your kids inherit the home and the equity in it, along with the money that is accumulated in your bank accounts from not having to make monthly mortgage payments. Four, no prepayment penalty if you decide to sell the home or refinance out of it. And the biggest reason, it's your equity. Use it when you want it. Interest rates are low, which means more money available, so if you've inquired before and it didn't work, it may work today. Calling to find out more details is free, so call me at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020, or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Summit Funding logo. AM 590, the answer.